Hey, RV Renovation Nation. Welcome to the New Look RV Renovation Podcast. It's a podcast now. Woo! Do you have questions about RV renovation? Well, we're sitting down with a variety of renovators who are in the know. Think of it as a bunch of friends sitting around the campfire sharing renovation stories. I'm April Look. And I'm Derek Look. And we are New Look RV Renovation. On today's episode, we sit down with Lisa and Wes Rice of Rice Camp. It was so great chatting with these two. Lisa Rice found herself with her first job out of college, more excited to decorate her office than for the actual job itself, which I can totally relate to. Pair that with a handy husband and a love for camping, and they began renovating tent trailers. So we find out how they shop for those trailers, they share their renovation and sewing tips, and as well as how to properly store a tent trailer. And you'll also want to hear how they found a practical and inexpensive way to actually put quartz countertops in an RV. Lisa explains what might be the best tool that's literally right under your nose when selecting a trailer. Many of these tips and tricks apply to all RVs. And Rice Camp's legit. They've been featured in the Wall Street Journal, The Insider, and in the book All Things Camper Renovation. So without further ado, let's get into it and chat with Lisa and Wes and find out how you can give your RV a new look. So Lisa and Wes, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. I'm excited to have you guys. So you guys are out in Portland, is that right? Yeah, we're at, in the suburb of Portland. So, uh, we just wanted to begin, you know, asking you guys a little bit uh, how you really got into, you know, renovations, DIY specifically, you know, RV renovation, but maybe even taking a step back from that, like how is this something you grew up around? Like, how did you guys get handy? I've always loved design um, since I was a kid and we went to college together and we both majored in psychology and I got a job as a career counselor right out of college and I had my office and I was like more excited to decorate the office and set it up than to do the actual job and I thought ah I think I majored in the wrong thing (laughs) Um, but I've always loved design and I knew I wanted to do something with it later on we got married we um, have renovated several homes together and that's kind of how we learned um, how to DIY things. Yeah. Growing up, my dad was very handy. So whether it was a car problem or a house problem, you know, you get a raise where he's always fixing something. So in my mind, it's like, well, can we fix it? Yes, we can. It's <laughs> kind of what we always say around here. Bob right. the builder. Yeah, we do too. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, from that approach, it's like, well, you know, we can sit back and figure it out and, and get DIY from that. So growing up, dad's kind of just ingrained in me. Our current home that we live in here um, is a 1970s fixer. And about five years ago, we were like, oh, well, we've we've pretty much um, done most of the projects, although they are still coming five years later. <laughs> um, and I thought I still I want to do more design stuff. So I thought, why not do trailers? We love being outside. We love the outdoors. Um, so I looked for the ugliest cheapest tent trailer I could find. And um, I found one for 400 bucks and um, I loved it. I bought another one before I had even sold that one and um, just really loved doing that as a hobby. You, when you say tent trailer, that also means pop-up, right? Like, is that, yes. is that the yep. interchangeable terminology? It, correct. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, and just to, for people that might not be aware, can you guys kind of define like what a tent trailer or a pop-up is? Can you just, there might be some people have no clue yeah. what, what that even means. Tent trailers are, um, they're designed stores, to be small yeah. and, and, uh, so you can easily store them as well as light. So you can easily tow them. Uh, right. they are the, typically when you see them going down the road, they just look like a rectangle or a box going down the road. And then once you get to the location, you open them up and kind of like a tent they got a crank raises the roof and they got slides that pull off on either side and those are the beds uh so it's almost like a, a transformer ascent. transformer <laughs> <laughs> um and so that that's kind of the generic because there's and there's several different types there's hybrid ones which are kind of a hard shell and they have a slide out and those are typically beds as well um but this you know we we found for where we're at in storage and transport that uh, pop-ups seem to be the ideal for us, especially because when you're inside, when they open up the tent feel, they feel um, 
open yeah open airy and stuff like that yeah how did you guys get into camping in the first place was that something it's been ingrained in you since since you guys were kids or something you brought to your family yeah we both grew up camping with our families um my parents had an old apache uh tent trailer growing up and then we just went to tent camping after that um and yeah, we had a camper growing up as well. We did a lot of camping, you know, just touring the... I think growing up, one of the best memories I had was that we took a three-week vacation with our camper and you'd travel around the United States and see all the major uh, national parks and stuff. And that was something I think, I don't know, I was probably 10, 11, somewhere in that range where it's just so many good memories. And I was like, you know, every time I think about camping, you just, the nostalgia of growing up and, and having those memories and stuff, it's like, you know... Now that I'm that age, I want to give the offer that to, you know, our kids and seven share those same experiences. And so as we get with Lisa's love of design and our love of camping, it's like, well, when we put them together, we, we growing up, it was always camping and design were never together. <laughs> Everybody does this kind of jokes about it, but it seems like there was one designer for all RVs and they love right. the color brown. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. When in doubt, put it, put it brown. <laughs> So Lisa, tell us about that first tent trailer that you found. So it was a 1978 um, trailer and um, it was so ugly and, but it was in great condition. And that's something that I always look for when I'm looking for a tent trailer. I don't want structural problems. I just want to do the cosmetic stuff. A lady was selling it for her uh, brother that had just passed away and she just wanted to get rid of it, but it had been stored uh, undercover inside um, for all those years. So it was in good shape. The canvas, everything was great. So wow, um, that's like ideal just, situation. Yes, <laughs> yeah, for sure. When you say late seventies, like that actually just blows my mind because I feel like anything before nineteen ninety four, like it for sure out here at least like they're completely rusted out there's no chance that they actually <laughs> crank up like so that's i mean that just sounds like it must have been in a museum <laughs> well that was the thing i had the same mindset as you did because lisa presented she's like hey I, I found a pop-up trail i'm like ah okay what year and she told me what year i was like oh gosh you know those things aren't really made for like investment purposes and they're not <laughs> made for for quality they're made for being used and uh, I, I will admit I was dragging my feet as much as I could <laughs> to do this first one because, you know, I, you know, I didn't want to get a money pit. I didn't want to get something that, you know, would. Um, I, I just didn't know. So when when we started, Wes was like not on board. He was like, this can be your thing, Lisa. You just run with it. Go for it. Um, <laughs> Four hundred dollars isn't a huge investment just to. Right. Try it out. I figure if, like, uh, if I lose 400 support. bucks, I'm okay with that. That's the worst case scenario that I write it off. Right. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the support. But I knew what she could do. So, you know, I, I will say that I, I, I knew what she could do, what she's capable of. So, so, um, so the first couple, he was like, you just go for it. Have fun. Do your thing. Um, and then he kind of caught the vision. Wes is way more particular than I am about things. Now. She's got the vision. I got the, the labor. <laughs> I, so he does the flooring and the trim and mm -hmm. towing. And then I do yeah, the, the design, design and, and the painting, and, painting the, and the cosmetic, everything else. But yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And like you said, they're, they're such a great fit because they're uh, very, very lightweight, you know, so there's a lot of, you know, mid small size SUVs that can pull them. And we took ours all the way out to South Dakota. You know, we just oh, had a Toyota Highlander at the time. <laughs> we got a lot of use out of it. We had it for two or three years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah before awesome. we moved on to uh, like a hard side RV or a travel trailer, but. Did you guys uh, remodel your, that pop-up? We did. Or just yeah. use it? You did? Yeah, no, nice. we did remodel it. Yeah, that was our first uh, renovation. Yeah, at one point we owned a pop-up and we bought, like we said, we bought a travel trailer and we re remodeled that. And then so we had both units kind of sitting outside our house and we live in a residential area. So felt a little bit like, you know, I, I yes. don't know how the neighbors felt about that one. But we know, um, we know about that. Nice <laughs> but then we ended up selling them both in the same week. And yeah. so that was kind of, you know, what got us rolling. We we're like, oh, wow. OK. And so with that first pop up, did you know that you were going to be selling it or had you originally been like 
doing it for your family. I'll fix it up and then yeah, we'll we like take it out camping and then, yeah. and then we'll sell it. But um, that first one, we just uh, turned it around and sold it. Like that one is on the smaller side. And so we didn't know what we we're getting into. So I, I, we got it, you know, hey, maybe we'll use it. We'll take it out. But we realized when we got it home, it's like, well, this isn't quite what we were thinking do because you, do you remember when Jack fell out the back? <laughs> yeah. So our sons, he fell out the back uh, off the, off the back bed because it didn't the have the canvas didn't, didn't really wrap around, around and connect. Yeah, Cause they and, just stretch with elastic like around. They yes. do, and this didn't even have that. It was just kind of a flop over the side. Was, and so he one, he was one and he and, just rolled off the bed, but luckily yeah. he rolled onto grass. He was fine, yeah. but I was like, I don't know about keeping this. And the previous owner had removed a couple of the key components, like the stove and the sink and some of the other elements of it. And we're like, well, you know, we want one a little bigger. So we ended up selling that one. Yeah. After, after we have modeled it. So, so is this the oldest one you've done the first one or? Yeah. Done- so I, I, well, I guess the last one I moved back, but until mm-hmm. then I was just getting newer and newer and newer each time, like up a decade, up a decade. It's much easier to renovate one that's newer <laughs> as we've learned. So I don't know yeah. if I would go back. How would you how would you characterize the changes like in those decades? Like what what changes? What's noticeable? So the crank, the like cranking system. up the um, canvas um, on the old ones, it was like really hard to crank. And then now they're they're a lot nicer. A lot of times it's hard to find one with good canvas. Yeah. Um, those are the main things, the layout, everything else is pretty and much the overall the wear, wear and tear. Um, sure. I, I would say the, just the older ones naturally have more wear and tear, but definitely I would say with pop-ups it's the crank is, is one of the main things. Cause if the crank goes bad, if the pulley system goes wrong, then it doesn't work. You know, so have that's you guys one of the main had things. to fix one of those yet. Um, we did one yeah. of them. Yeah. The, so, I think the one from the eighties. Yeah. That's one of those things that, you know, we talk about, Hey, you know, maybe we should do one of these again. And that's one of those things, of course, that's, that's scary in the back of my mind, you know, never having had to replace that system. Like what, what, what was that like? How tedious of a process or not? Like you had to restring cables throughout. Well, that we were or? going to, I was, I started researching what it would take. And then I started calculating, well, what's my time worth versus, hiring it this part out because right. it was one of those things it's like well on that first one we didn't know what to do we were trying to diagnose it we actually called in a uh on that particular one because we just it was our second one i think yeah um i actually had to call someone to kind of come out and take care of that element because oh, it, it, it worked <laughs> out yeah but you know i think it's one of those things as we go forward because we did look at one and as we're looking at it the guy goes hey he didn't want to open it up or close it it was one of those things like he didn't want to use the pulley system unless we yeah. gave him cash. And I was like, <laughs> I well, know. that's a red flag to me because I won't right. be able to open right. and close it and without any surprises. So you realize even just cranking it, the smoothness and how it functions and how it's been maintained. One of those features that I think easily overlooked, especially for someone just getting in, yeah. you don't, you, you don't realize, you know, that could be a big big problem if it collapses especially if you're out camping or something oh my gosh absolutely (laughs) can i ask what what the ballpark was on that repair it was in the 200s yeah it wasn't too bad yeah yeah that's probably not Uh, worth it because when i when i got the quote i was like well well yeah for that by the time i get my parts i'm almost to that point anyway so might as well just (laughs) pay it you know now if it was like you know more than that it's like well we'll we'll open up and take take it apart but i think that was getting late in the season uh, on that one because we wanted to get that one wrapped up and taken care of before the weather before the weather turned then you go in the off season and then you <laughs> can't really sell it and you got to hold on to it longer i remember looking at when we were april said when we were searching for pop-ups we looked at a lot of them and there was an older guy that was selling one and he acted almost like offended that we wanted to you know run it up and down and slide it in and out and <laughs> he didn't want us to do that so no. Yeah, giant red flag. (laughs) We got out of there. So have you ever done like a really new one? Like one of these that has electric, you know, motors for going up and down and all that sort of thing? Not yet. Not yet. But hopefully someday. (laughs) Yeah, kind of work work our our way. Um, I think the newest one uh, we've done is, yeah, 2004. That was the newest in it. Have you guys ever had to repair a canvas or screen or anything like that? When I look for them, I make sure that the canvas and the screens are in really good shape. So I say no to a lot. Yeah, uh, there's a few deal breakers when, when looking for them because there's some that are very tempting, but 
you see certain issues, you know, whether it's with the canvas or something, it's like, well, you know, it might be nice everywhere else, but if that's a problem, you know, it's, it's not worth taking on, at least for us. Right. No, those get pricey. Yeah. I think it can be like around a thousand dollars I've heard to replace the canvas. And I, I think with patches, sometimes it doesn't look super nice. Agreed. Yeah. So I just try and buy ones for that. Well, and it's so easy to like, if you're not paying attention, like to improperly zip in like those plastic, like if there's an inside plastic UV cover or whatever, like, or things aren't tucked in quite right, at least with the older one we had, you know, if you push the slides in, like I put a couple rips in. Yes. Maybe not the screen, but the plastic part. And yeah, like you said, that's a big bummer. It is because it's one of those things you you see when you're buying, like, because I I feel with pop-ups specifically that there's, they're very, as far as opening them, close them, you got to follow a specific order. And if you get out, you can easily do damage. And several of the people we bought from, you see how meticulous they are. You know, you kind of see who the buyer, who the seller is. One guy knew exactly how many cranks to go up and go down. He's like, you never do more. You never do less. He, this is exactly what it us, is. And it was very regimented. It was I'm like, like 52 cranks. He said like, sometimes 53, but he was like, I was like, this so, is the guy I want to like, buy I'm from. That trailer. <laughs> this is a good trailer. Yeah. yeah. So, cause with that, then it's mostly cosmetic. Cause you don't want to get something in. Cause the, the worst thing is you, you find a tear or you've, there's a, there's mold or rot or that was, yeah. there's hiding and stuff like that. So the people um, I try to buy two. from people that are meticulous, fucked yeah. out and finding a few of them. Yeah. We too. got a yeah. pretty specific list when purchasing of what we look for. Do you mind kind of walking us through that? Like if you're going out to inspect, inspect a, a pop-up that you might be purchasing, this can be helpful yeah. obviously for people that are, you know, looking to buy, buy one, their own, whether they're going to DIY the fix up or just keep it as is, but you kind of walk us through a few of those things? So as you guys probably know, water damage is a big thing, especially in Oregon where it rains a lot. Um, so I always walk around, make sure there aren't any soft spots. So how do you do that? Like for somebody who's never done it, like what, what are you doing? So for the um, bunk ends, the beds that pull out, I always like inspect the bottom, make sure there aren't any signs of water damage. If any of the particle board is bulging, um, or it looks like it's been wet. Um, I look under the mattresses, I, um, the flooring, I, I step everywhere to make sure that it's not soft anywhere. The ceiling, you have to inspect that for- Yeah, usually if you look up in the corners in the ceiling, you'll see they could potentially be sagging. And so depending on the light, if you look from certain angles, you'll see, because some of that early on, if there's water intrusion, you won't see it right away except for a certain angle. So you kind of put your hands up there, feel around and, and because usually your eyes are going down or straight. You don't always mm-hmm. look up. Under the mattress, yeah. under the bunk end. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of the places where it seems to manifest the most. Yeah. yeah. On those actual slide outs is where you're seeing water damage or on the body in the corners. It can be both. Um, the roof, the ceiling, I always look. The floor, I always look. And then just um, on the bottom of the mm-hmm. bunk end and the top under the mattress. And with the, yeah. And when the, when the pop ups down, Take a look at the corners to see if there's any cracking or missing caulk. And if there is, kind of stick your finger, kind of feel around there. Because sometimes it's just the caulk could crack and there's no water that happened to get in. Other times water's gotten in there and you still know how far the damage is. So so have you guys at this point ever tackled any of that kind of restoration on any anything you've come across? Or have you just tried to steer clear away from any any sort of rig that has water damage whatsoever? So I, I steer clear. I just try and buy ones that have been taken care of really well. Um, and just try to, I try to stick to cosmetic changes <laughs> sometimes yes. like when the cable system broke or electrical has electrical sometimes been an issue, wheels, but bearings, stuff yeah, like that. try my best to stay, steer clear of any problems, structural problems. And then beyond like uh, rips and tears and the canvas, what we experienced was just like, I don't know if it's algae or mold, or, you know, what, you know, what the right word like is for mildew, it, but mildew, maybe? we had a lot of spots. Um, have you guys found any methods of coping with that at all? Or again, is that just something you avoid if you see it? So, I mean, there's a couple of things. So I, I try to steer clear a lot of times, or when I'm looking for a tent trailer, I go in and you can tell just by the smell, if it's been taken care of or not, or if it has mildew or not. 
so I try to buy ones that don't smell very much, but then I go in and I clean the canvas, clean everything really well. If anything can be zippered off, I wash, I change the upholstery anyway yeah, and the yeah. curtains. So all that gets taken down. Um, Usually when we buy, we try to, we ask them to leave it closed up until we get there. And so that way they can open it up while we're there. And so there's not a chance for it to be have all the windows open and, wow. and, and air circulating because as it's been closed for a while, as soon as you walk in there, you usually can get a hint if there's a problem. Um, Cause there's been a several you walk in and it's like, I don't know what I'm breathing here. I don't think I should be in here, even though there's good <laughs> airflow, but you know, you don't want to be, if there's something else going on like mold or something you want to. Right. And I'm sure that's a question you hit them with like initially, but nobody's nobody's pop-up ever smells right like if yep. you ask them like, it's always, there's never soft yeah, spots we, and it never smells it's in <laughs> <No>. pristine condition <laughs> yes. well, yeah because i think you actually drove to the other side of town to look at one because yeah. it was she guaranteed it was like there aren't any rips and it's in mm -hmm. perfect condition <laughs> and <laughs> i was with your mom mm -hmm. and i felt bad dragging her out there but i was like i think this is going to be a great, great one find, yeah. and um, they go quick so you you if it is a good one. So I drug your mom out there and our kids who were whining in the car. And, <laughs> and I think I you were there, there for like, like, there's rips yeah. all over the place and it stinks. And I was like, this is, this not is a... def definitely a no, but. Well, I, I think the other thing is this asking how, how they get, um, how they're stored. Cause if there's ideally they're stored indoors on cement, you know, sometimes they're stored outside on gravel or out in the mud in the pasture in the grass. So even if they're closed up, maybe you have a tarp that's still that moisture gets underneath there. So that's one of the other questions going back to what we look for is like, well, how, you, how do you store it come wintertime? And how do you guys winterize it? And What's the importance of the, the surface that it's parked on? Well, if it's here in Oregon specifically, once the winter comes, it's pretty, uh, the, everything gets wet and moss and everything starts really growing. So if you have, if you're parked out in a field and it's just raining nonstop, the moisture can just get underneath there and just, Oh, Oh, you know, a couple of years, not a big deal, but I'm thinking, you know, if someone's had it for a long time, they've been parking out in the field, just the cumulative effect of being out there. Um, right. It's not a guaranteed problem, but it's a potential. So it's not, it's not a deal breaker, but one of those things you look for. So if, Ideally, if it's stored like on cement, it's like, yeah, that's usually an indication that a lot of the other boxes will be checked and looking. If it's not, then it's like, well, not necessarily a deal breaker, but something to be aware of. Can we talk a little bit? Um, and sounds like Lisa, this is this is really your area. Like how how do you get into the design? How do you come up with the, you know, what you're gonna be doing or where do you gather your ideas? Can you kind of walk us through that one? I started out with just using what I had extra of from our house project. So the first couple trailers I just used, um, I, I had bought an extra paint for the front door and I didn't like the color of it. So I had this almost full gallon of paint. So that was the color of my first two trailers. <laughs> I, I check and I see if there's anything that I, I can't keep, like what are the color of the countertops? Are they uh, weird blue or purple or are they neutral and can I work with them? And, um, and then, as the years have gone on, I just, it's fun to try out new um, styles because I'm not always changing my home and my home, I keep somewhat neutral, but in a trailer I'm meant for fun, like why not bold. have fun with you the design? So, yeah. Um, so well, I do that. Now I'll say, you know, before we even get the trailer, you usually push me and say, Hey, you know what? Cabinet color is going to be this one on the next one. These are going to be the poles. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be, you, you know, you have a more of a vision because yeah. This sounds so familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's always thinking about like what she wants to do. So when we do get it, uh, when you do find one, she knows exactly um, what she wants to do. I use Pinterest for ideas or um, I make design boards, uh, a mood board for each trailer I do to see how it goes together. Um, on the last trailer, I used the exterior color. Um, it had yellow in it. And I was like, uh, I don't want to do I, in my head, I had a different plan for mm -hmm. what I wanted to do for my next trailer, but because it had the yellow on the outside, I was like, I have to somewhat, I have to figure out how to bring the yellow into the design so that when someone buys it, they will 
think it all goes together, not like the outside is dated, but the inside is, is, is yeah, you want everything different. to flow together with the right. outside, the older style to blend yeah. with the inside, be be updated, but updated right. Are you guys updating the exteriors then? Like do you have you done any exterior painting and I that haven't kind of mostly yet. cleaning. Yeah, yeah, most of them need a heavy cleaning, but right. I would like to. Um, yeah. This last one I bought at the end of summer. I it with COVID and everything, it was really hard to find a trailer to <laughs> this year. Yeah. Um, people, um, you guys probably know all yeah, about camping that. was big, uh, right? Everybody, was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I found one at the very end of camping season in Oregon, and um, I usually try and sell them before it gets rainy. Cause then I don't want to have them opened up and, um, and also people aren't camping as much, so they don't sell as well. So I was like cruising through it, trying to get it done before summer ended, maybe on the next one. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. The only, we haven't done a lot of exterior stuff yet yeah. either. I mean, like you said, like a lot of Power need washing, a, and... right. So we've removed graphics. Like if the graphics are really shoddy, really peeling, okay. but that yeah. was kind of a headache. That can so. make a big yeah. difference. Yeah. yeah, some of those graphics are can date can date it really quick, and just oh, the cleaning. Oh, for sure. I want to jump back on some of the interior stuff, but I just thought of something. Is there is there a certain brand or line Do you have done more often than not, or kind of you know look for more often than not? Um, so I I think the brand that I've done the most is just uh, Coleman. Mm -hmm. I've done two Coleman's, um, but other than that, I've done several other brands too. So. Um, tent trailers are all somewhat similar um, in layout and um, features. In yeah, features. Um, the size can vary somewhat. Um, yeah, I, I think one thing I did learn was uh, the, the bed size. You know, there's, I think there's queen, king. Is there, and is then there's a full. Full, yeah. yeah. And so depending on, because I know when we tried to sell one, we had a couple people who were pretty tall, and the beds were. Think, and one of them was like two folds, two or folds something, and so they didn't even small. fit in the beds <laughs> and weird. so it's like yeah yeah um, we learn yeah. as we go along yeah like we probably should get one that at least has one queen or king size bed yeah lisa you mentioned or uh maybe wes you mentioned along the way like reupholstering is that so do you actually reupholster cushions like you sew them or do you kind of cover and staple do you just find covers that go over things like what's what's your approach there yes to all, all those above. things <laughs> all the above um so the first one i found the 70s one um he the guy actually had had the cushions recovered recently or um he had zippered cushions so i just took them off washed them and put them back on that was oh, perfect. that was the easiest time i had yeah. but since then um i've hired someone to sew cushions I took a sewing class and learned how to sew them myself. Wow. Um, we've done, it was like my fingers were bleeding. It was the one with the white vinyl cushions too. Oh, so there was no. blood all over the it white. Was red vinyl when we're done, but yeah. <laughs> oh, no. um, changes the design to Valentine's style. <laughs> it felt good to learn mm -hmm. something new. And if there isn't yeah. something we can, we can learn it. But then, and then um I've been doing fold and staple method. We came up with kind mm -hmm. of our own fold and staple mm -hmm. method where it can look finished. And yeah. I think with my sewing skills or lack of sewing skills, um, that actually looked better than the ones that I did, that I did try and sew myself. Do you, do you mind unpacking that at all? Or is this proprietary information? Is this oh, like, <laughs> um, so I um, do the fold and staple method around the cushion. So that's like a board underneath, right? The board underneath and you wrap it like you're wrapping a present. Um, and then I get um, ply uh, plywood. Thin, thin. About an eighth inch thin plywood. And so you get a sheet of that. And so it doesn't add much to it, but it actually gives you a nice you can wrap the fabric around. Yeah, and then you wrap the plywood like you would wrap a present and then we screwed the plywood onto the back of the cushion so it looks all finished on the back and you can't see the staple marks or anything. You put those all around the back and it doesn't even have to be that pretty because that eighth inch board that you wrap, you're gonna put that on there and then you put a couple small screws, small head screws all the way around in a nice even pattern. They're not very noticeable, but uh, it gives a nice clean because that will go over and cover all those ugly staples that you put in um, from the previous one. 
Because we found that, you know, the, the cushions are a big part and you have to, I mean, at least for us, for designing them, the cushion color is big. And so especially with, you want it to be functional too. So we found fabric that's easily wipeable and easily clean. And so. Have you guys made like a YouTube or reel or anything on that process? Um, I, I added it to um, my save stories under my bio on um, Instagram. Yeah, we will be turning it into a video soon. I, th I think it's one of those oh, things because I, I think it's videos. a common question and it's a very visual one because it, it as you it, trying to describe it is one thing, but especially folks doing it for the first time, doing the visual walkthrough is definitely on the agenda. Us included. There's a lot of people that would benefit yeah. from, from seeing that for sure. Like, um, you know, we only we only try to do it once and it worked, but it wasn't it wasn't pretty if you looked on the underside. So. Well, the nice thing about this one is it, it's I, I think it's not too complicated and it's hard to really make it look wrong. But if you if you do the right steps, then it looks great, you know. So it's actually a I don't know, it's a good job yeah. for you to come up with that. You it, know, it saved a lot of time and there was a lot yeah. less blood on the material. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really like one of our main objectives with uh, you know doing this podcast is just to try to you you know, hopefully provide a little bit of entertainment with great stories, you know, like the two of yours, but also just help, you know, empower people with more information because we've definitely personally benefited from, you know, shared information on YouTube and Instagram and all that sort of thing. So the more, uh, you know, the more when we can get sweet nuggets like this from, you know, somebody like you and pass it along, that's really what we're trying to do. So. Yeah. It's a great idea. I'm, I'm excited to hear the rest of your podcast. <laughs> learn. Oh, Learn, learn from it too. <laughs> Do you guys ever make it out to Oregon? We haven't. We um, actually ventured out to like Yellowstone in 2019. The plan was to get to Portland, but we didn't make it quite that far. Long story short, for another time, we broke down in the Badlands for a while and that kind of uh, changed the schedule and we got the Yellowstone. That's yeah, yeah. And, and so we we turned around, but it was it was a great trip. So. Well, we also probably had a little bit too big of an RV for our truck, and yeah, so for we, sure. we were nervous about driving through the the passes and stuff yeah. because the winds, you know, for us uh, on the plains were pretty intense, and so then I imagine like going through those gorges and. Yeah, the like, I don't know. Yeah. A pop-up would have been nice at that point. Yeah. That would have been like no stress, no white knuckles, no trailer brakes. That would have been that would have been yeah. terrific. That reminded me of a story. Um, Wes's parents bought a trailer. Um, was it last year? Yeah, and, I think so. Um, they went down to California, but they had the big Santa Ana winds mm -hmm. during that time. And they were driving on the freeway and the whole side of their trailer blew off. Oh, it completely ripped off stuff all over the freeway just from the wind yes. it ripped, whipped it or ripped it off like a like a banana peel and it was this he, he sent me a photo of it and i was just like oh no you, you get it's like why do you clean that, that up their first was that it was their, their first trip to yeah first use of it that it, seems it, insane it, my, my dad's very particular scary. and he's wow. very handy yeah. and so he when he buys something it's usually you, you don't get that type of surprise because it was one of those trailers yeah. that it smelled nice. It looked great. It was roomy. It was, you know, oh, truck could wow. easily tow it, no issues. And then it's just those things that happen. Oh. Fortunately, he has his tools with him and he's able to repair it. And he had a bunch of screws and he just screwed a bunch <laughs> on it. You, and he just on the side of, of the road. Just... You guys do come from hand, handy Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I go, what would you do if that didn't work? He's like, I don't I'd probably unhitch it, just drive away if it got much worse. I think that's what most people would do. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, yeah, that far from home, but no, it worked out and they were able to get it repaired. And so that actually, was smart yeah. that you guys turned around. And yeah. <laughs> Recognizing point. what damage winds can do. So kind of backing up, what is your whole process? Um, once you buy a tent trailer, I mean, where do you start kind of with like the cleaning process? Yeah, exactly. So I start with the cleaning. Um, I just thoroughly clean out the inside and the outside and the canvas, try and clean everything. Um, and then I um, decide if I'm, well, usually by then I've decided if I'm going to change the countertops, or the fixtures, and I um, do that. A lot of times I've um, used countertop paint um, or appliance epoxy on the countertops or um, we've used um, 
courts for stationary pieces. So with tent trailers, as you guys know, like the, the stove flips over the sink, um, everything has to go down low so it can close up, but there's long runs sometimes with mm -hmm. benches or side storage. So you've used solid surface, you use courts, mm -hmm. like, wow. Like a one CM, like very thin quartz, so it doesn't weigh too much. And Yeah, quartz comes in several different thicknesses. Most okay. folks in their kitchen does 3 CM, and it's very heavy. There's a rarity that you can find 2 CM, which is about three-quarter inch. Or for showers, oftentimes uh, stone shops will use 1 CM. It, the surface looks the same. It's just it's just thinner. And so we... we uh, um, have a stone shop here and they had some remnants and the weight itself. The nice thing about quartz is it, it really can't break. So it's not a breakage issue or something like that. Cause I wouldn't put granite in cause your granite going down the road. It probably crack. Then you got repairs, um, but quartz is strong, but the one CM makes it very light and the thickness doesn't add much elevation to your cap to your counters. So when you go to close up the trailer, the slides still slide in, things can still shut down, uh, close up. So, uh, yeah, we, we've done one CM and, that, and it was kind of, I think the people that bought it were like, we've always wanted granite counters. They got them in a trailer. <laughs> so it was, it's one of those things that people were like, huh? But when you, if it, you distribute the weight, cause it really didn't add much weight. I, I can't remember how much it was like, maybe, I don't know. It wasn't much at all. Cause I could easily carry each piece by myself, like with one hand. Um, and, and it then, was inexpensive and it was inexpensive. It was, yeah. Um, if you go remnant. to a granite shop, you can get a remnant and then you just have to pay for the labor of them cutting the piece. Cutting it to size and polishing. That's, awesome. and That's amazing. Yeah. I would have never thought to add add quartz to, yeah. <laughs> to any camper, Way but definitely end. a pop-up. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely pop-ups. It was, uh, yeah. And I think most people uh, understandably be like, no, what, what are you doing? That doesn't make sense. But when you do it right and you secure it right, you want to make sure you actually adhere it correctly. That way it doesn't, you know ever a shift on you going down the road but so after the countertops then um i work on the um cabinets i sand them down prime paint them by hand or with a sander or what i use a sander and by mm -hmm. hand in the spaces i for the need tight to, spots yeah. yeah uh and then um i prime them and paint them and change out the hardware and then flooring and then last i do upholstery curtains yeah. and cushions we found that flooring is a uh, great to find like on craigslist or marketplace mm -hmm. because you yeah. really only need a box and a half and most folks when they have a done with a project they'll have a box two boxes extra um and so you usually get that usually high quality stuff for very cheap yeah 20 um, bucks 20 for bucks for yeah oh my God. For the or something. that's awesome and are you using like luxury vinyl or sticky floors or what are you using so um we've we've done we've done a lot of different things um the first one i did the sticky floor and i i don't i don't think i would do i know I, I, I wouldn't do that strongly again. not re i recommend yeah. not doing no that. that's what uh, we did too what did why why would you say no or like um, what? just because it can peel up with temperature changes very and, temperature sensitive yeah, yeah. Um, but since then we've done, um, we did bamboo, like hardwood bamboo because oh, wow. there was remnants for 10 bucks and we were like, why not? It fits under the cabinet. It, yeah. it, it fit. Yeah. And if you leave ex some expense, uh, expansion gaps that you cover with trim, nice clean right. trim, then, then you're good. Um, and we've done laminate, um, LVT. Yeah. LV yeah. We've done just about everything. <laughs> Yeah. I laugh to myself when you say, well, most people have a couple boxes left. We actually just did luxury vinyl <laughs> on our main floor. And I don't know what it like a thousand square feet ish or something yeah. like that. I just, I'm still wrapping up the project with the, like the baseboard and all that kind of stuff. But it, um, when I was done, I had two pieces left. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> that was a close call. It's like, is this efficiency or <laughs> maybe I should have fluffed my numbers just a little more. But that's great. But that's a, that's a great tip. Like, yeah, you, sure. you, like you said, you see that. I see that a lot. If I'm like scrolling through marketplace, is that where you guys look marketplace or is there a different marketplace? Yeah. Uh, when we started marketplace, wasn't really a thing yet. So it was Craigslist, but right. okay. yeah, usually marketplace. Marketplace now. seems to be the, the is best, that where you yeah. buy the, the actual rigs too is marketplace or where are you finding? I, so Craigslist and marketplace. And I look at offer up too sometimes, but I haven't ever found one on there or bought one on there but um 
Craigslist and Marketplace are my go-tos. I feel like out here Craigslist has really died. Like even yeah. like last year there was more more inventory on it, like for everything. I feel like all of yeah. a sudden it's really dried up, but I have my own, like we have our frustrations with Marketplace too, because I feel like there's not always like a rhyme or reason, like how the listings are served or how you yeah. find, you know, just find stuff. Like sometimes it's infuriating, especially if like something goes for sale that you would have liked and it's just down the road and you didn't see it for three days for some reason. Cause I feel like the, the algorithm just didn't want you to see it or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't meant to yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I understand that frustration. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys using those tools to, to list and sell too? Like how, so when you, when you finish it up, what, what's your process then? So before it was through Craigslist, but now it's through marketplace. Um, but I've also sold one of them. I sold through Instagram. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. But I try to sell to local people. So that person from Instagram lived in a town over. So it worked out fine. But sometimes I have people on Instagram ask about buying a trailer and um, we just sell them if they're local or if they're willing to travel, to travel here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we currently, uh, at the time we record this, we have a, a travel trailer for sale and there's been a lot of interest. Well, so it's winter, it's pretty much, it's February, so it's not really RV season in Wisconsin. A lot of people aren't thinking about it yet, but a lot of our interest has come from all over the country. And so it's been a lot of trying to figure out like shipping costs, because we're not obviously going to deliver something, you know, to California or something. <laughs> but that's that's yeah. been like a real interesting concept that People but you can just would put them shop on a out of market. And yeah, ship them off. it is interesting. A, a newer problem with like, the internet and how you can sell things now. I guess. Yeah, none of it's come to fruition yet. It'd just be easier with a local, a local uh, purchase. But you know, wherever it uh, it ends up, we'll be happy with it. So, what do your guys' kids think about the process? Do they ever get involved, or do they kind of just steer clear? Yeah, they, they get involved. They want to help paint and um, they love playing in them. We use it when we have it um, popped up in our side yard. The kids use it to play in or we'll do a movie night out there. Oh, like you'll project or like take a TV out there? Or like we yes, put a projector yeah. out there. So yeah, we, we'll, we'll sit on one side on one bed and then on the other side, we'll close it up so it's dark. And so we'll put the projector because typically the screens are... Uh, like a light tan or white. So it's a great service just to put the projector and then you can just, yeah, have a little movie That's night cool out there. Idea. That's such a cool idea. Have you outfitted any of the, the rigs with this feature, like the pop-ups with this feature? Ah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Typically, yeah, not, not yeah, but I think as, as, you know, you get the, you get good with the other stuff. It's like, well, what amenities can we add? You know, you got granite counters or quartz well counters. Might as well have the theater put in. Yeah. <laughs> So no, that's. Uh, Are there any features that you steer clear of? Like, have you done ones that have toilet showers, that sort of thing? Is that does that cause a problem one way or the other? Yeah, I haven't done the toilet shower yet. Um, for our own personal camping, I would love to have a toilet, especially with kids, like having to take them, walk them to the bathroom. Right. That's one thing I think with pop-up trailers, it's tricky. It's not having a bathroom a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. I would love to do one that does That probably that. was one of the things that forced our transition. Yeah. I think was. Well, we ended up uh, retrofitting ours with a little like toilet. We didn't, we never used it, but we did. Yeah. I took out something. I took Some out a cabinet, cabinet yeah. and then built, you know, it was, I don't know, compostable or gra I don't know what it was called, but you know, like just kind of a portable toilet. I didn't want to go empty it, so I was like, "So that yeah." So we did this, and then he was never. Uh, I was like, "If you want to use, use it, it, you need to empty it." And so I these are the rules. <laughs> yeah. You use it, you clean it. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you typically find that your buyers are? Is there some sort of like niche that they're they're fitting into, or is it pretty pretty broad? So it's been somewhat broad. Um, the first people we sold to, it was a family, and they were going to live in it. Yeah. Oh, wow. While their while her husband was working in somewhere else in Texas or something, yeah, um, that was unique. Um, I, I sold one to ladies that just didn't like staying in hotels, so they wanted a trailer. Um, yeah, I think and, they were actually driving through Portland on a road trip, 
and she happened to wake up in the hotel after not having a good night. She decided to look and she saw and she saw she's like, that's it. I'm coming right now. And, I, and I, I, I'm, I'm not doing another hotel. This is exactly what I want. So she as she drove through town, happened to see it, saw it, loved it, picked it up. And away she went. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, but yeah, I'm not I it's been kind of all over the map. Mm-hmm. Um, Most of them seem to be first time owners of a trailer. And okay. so that's that's th- I think that is one of the consistent. And so we try to walk through the, the the correct process. I think oftentimes we'll do a printout of how to open and close it just because we, we put so much work into it and you, you, you really find the really good gems that you want to go to good home. We want them to see them really enjoy it. And so the, my, my fear is always that they're going to break it. Like they, they do something out of order yeah. and they realize, like, oh, uh, I didn't 54 know. Instead of 54. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You, you did 55 it's 54 yeah. well like i mentioned i i put some rips in one of those window covers and i was like yeah. oh gosh like you know i should have known better yeah, i try to reduce that learning curve because there's a learning curve i think for trailer pop-ups you know because there's a certain process and it's um I find it's very critical to follow that even for us you know yeah. we'll go through and if you rush it that's usually when you you have you, have, you get a problem you know something tweaks something breaks you're forcing something and We've done um, videos for people and yeah. the process just that's a good idea. Be like, here's the printout, here's a video. <laughs> I want you to yeah, completely <laughs> love this thing because we've loved it, you know, and you know, and well that's great. It sounds like you're really sending them and equipping them with all the tools to properly do it. Hope so. Yeah, I hope so. That's <laughs> that's the goal. So make sure they're well equipped and and enjoy it. So how many of these have you done now? Do you know um, exact number or guesstimation? Yeah. Or? So it's just a, it's just, just a hobby. I, I don't do it for um, full time. Um, so I, I usually do one or two a year and we've done five. Wow. Yeah, awesome. Typically. Yeah. At this point we'll get one and we'll use it or we'll get one, fix it up, use it. And then towards the end of the season, we'll, we'll sell it. So that's, so we, I mean, when you get them, yeah. I love them. It's nice to have them to take out and enjoy. Right. Um, but at the same time, like our storage where we have it, you know, I don't really want to store them through the winter necessarily. Um, but we have well, in an RV is typically something most people I would, I would, I mean, I don't know the numbers on this, but I would assume most people buy an RV. They're not making money after using it. You know, it's one of those right. things. It's obviously a depreciating yeah. asset. In most Not cases, an investment. So, <laughs> yeah. You got, I mean, doing that is just so smart. And you guys have gotten a claim for this at this point too, right? Like you've been featured in Wall Street Journal and Insider and it's it's some places like that, right? <laughs> Talk about yeah. that a little bit. Like that's a big deal. Uh, it, was, it was surprising. It was, it's crazy how, I mean, I love the Instagram trailer community and mm-hmm. like what opportunities have come because of that. And um, it's been, yeah, it's been that surprise, like a lot of surprises like that. Because you even spoke for um, uh, for a class, a, a college class on design, yeah. on trailers specifically. <laughs> oh, are you serious? Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, um, Oregon State University, their interior design club asked if I would speak and tell them about what I've done. And so I got to talk about that. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> but I didn't get a degree in interior design, so I felt a little... <laughs> A little off, but I just told them that I wished I did and I would have been better off if I had. But well, it's just a great example, you know, of doing, you know, it's not, I mean, obviously, it's just, I think that's what almost the epitome of what this community is. I mean, I don't have a construction background or, you know, didn't grow up even, you know, like you guys being super like handy, but the more you do, the more you learn and you figure things out. And YouTube and Instagram, like you said, are such a great asset. And so I think that's a great example for all those kids too, or all the students, you know, that obviously they're learning all the principles and stuff, but you got, at the end of the day, you got to get out there and do it. Exactly. They, the community has been really great. Yeah. And, you know, especially sharing information. I know for Rice Camp, she does a certain hashtag that she likes to feature. Yeah. Trailer Tip Tuesday. Trailer yeah. Tip Tuesday. So I try to, um, like I learn a lot through that too. People, use, if they use the hashtag Trailer Tip Tuesday and it, it tag me, then on Tuesdays I try to share um, camping tips or trailer tips or renovation tips so that um, so that everyone can learn something new together. And um, people have such great little tips that I've never even thought of. It's been fun to hear. Yeah, from maintenance to storage to cleaning to all you know, the whole whole wide range, which is a great. 
a great thing that you started because I, um, cause you save those right in your, yeah, they're say in my saved stories mm-hmm. under my bio on Instagram. Yeah. And that's so great. And that's just, again, going back to, you know, it's just people like you who are just furthering, you know, the growth of the community and furthering information. And, you know, that's one of the things, you know, for us, that's it's exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of work and, but it's fun when, when you're learning things along the way and finding ways to make things easier. I mean, that's always, that's always a win. Yeah. yeah. Like I mentioned before, it's like, well, no one fixes up trailers. That's just not what you do. But she's like, no, this is this is a great opportunity. And the momentum in this and just the popularity that's been growing, especially with COVID, because people want to get out and do stuff, but they can't go out and do stuff, but they can do stuff remote or, you know, go travel somewhere to be by themselves to be ahead of that curve is pretty cool. And and to see on Instagram, there's other people. Yeah, like there's you guys, other community and there are people doing it and be able to connect and meet. When we started doing this, we were like, there's no way other people are doing this. <laughs> oh, yes, there is. There's, yeah. a, there's a, yeah community so and that's just instagram you know obviously there's all the other social medias and all the people that don't want to be on social media who are doing this so i think there's right there's a good healthy healthy community out there if i were to ask you like what is the most important tool to you for rv renovation could you come up with an answer on the spot about that one and if you don't have a have an answer for that that's coming with the hard yeah this is we, we threw you enough softballs no more softballs. <laughs> oh, that was just a warm up. That's the, yeah. But I would say the best, I don't know if this is technically a tool, but I would say the best thing that we've done would be just be really careful which trailer you buy. <laughs> like use your, your five senses to make sure it doesn't smell, make sure you don't see any water damage. You don't feel any moisture. Like just be careful about which one you buy before you buy it, because um, there can there can be a lot of potential, a lot of problems with trailers. So the best thing I would say is just be really careful. Yeah, because you want to be able to enjoy it. And, you know, if you got something that's over your head, then that could really put a bad taste in your mouth. And, you know, worst thing is to get halfway through a project, then not be able to finish it. And then, you know, it's um, a money pit at that point. And then. Unless you want that, there's some people. Yeah, that some people got the time and the resources yeah. and the and the space, and, the, and that's that's what they're looking for. So I think maybe I'm being clear on exactly what you want to take on and what you don't want to take on. I think it's a surprise is trying to minimize. We're in that same boat. Mm-hmm. Like whenever whenever we're doing inspections, we're trying to stay away from water damage because we had one real bad experience where we had to we didn't we got into something we didn't expect and we had to replace this you know whole slide floor oh. and walls and that sort of thing oh man oh, and, no. but like you said there's some people that are just uh they're willing to take that on you know they'll they'll Rehab. tear it down all the way to you know just the frame or whatever and rebuild all the wood and the subfloor but if we can avoid that i definitely that's that's where my that's where my aim is because I, I think it comes back to like, uh, the cost versus reward you know, because a lot of times what you end up getting back for those by the time you put, if you do got to tear it down, you know, it's like, can you make the, can you make your money back on it? Right. And so once you go down that road, the cost and the time gets so deep that, you know, but you know, some people's goal isn't necessarily to make money. It's just to fix it up. Lisa, like what's your favorite place or where do you feel like you find design inspiration or the renovation inspiration from? Is there some one, uh, you know, one tool or, or place that you use more than another? Again, with the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> no more softballs. <laughs> um, I mean, I look on Pinterest a lot for ideas. I would probably say there, um, just in na- nature, <laughs> like looking around at colors and things that I like. And I think you're always looking to... on some level, whether you're on a walk looking at someone's house to walk through the store to walk, <laughs> you know. creepy. <laughs> I'm not not on the inside of their house, you know. I, I'm just saying, looking in the well, Yeah, that's another podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, I think you know you got you're always looking for it. So you know the inspiration comes from all over. I think a, a, a good one is um, Pinterest, but uh, you know I think even you know what other folks are working on and kind of collaborating, pulling ideas from what other. Yeah folks in the community are doing and, and seeing what works. Um, a lot of like home designs or things that I would want to try in my home, but maybe we've already done um, and we're not quite ready to remodel it again. Then I'm like, well, I'll try this idea in a trailer. Uh, so it, it gives me a creative outlet 
there. <laughs> and then you guys sort of alluded to the fact that, uh, you know, there's been an explosion and, you know, interest in this sort of uh, like subcategory of RV renovation. You mind reflecting on that even just a little bit more, just, uh, you know, what you've noticed, you know, since the time, you know, you've been involved in this and just the overall growth. Like, what do you think of it all? I feel like growing up, like, oh, families have RVs sometimes, retired people do. Um, but then ever since COVID hit, um, even more so, it's like just so people felt safe this past year, they didn't want to stay in a hotel maybe or stay somewhere else or be close to people. So camping is a great alternative to that. Um, so I know that's really driven up the RV sales. Uh, and hopefully people that try it out this year fall in love with it and they see how great it can be. So, yeah, I will say it, it, it seemed like when we first started looking, there was more options. I mean, maybe they were sitting on the market longer. So people were selling them, not realizing kind of what they had. It's, I know several of the ones we've seen where people are like, oh, you know, we've had it for 20 years and now the kids are out of the house. And we want something different, you know, and mm -hmm. so, but it seems like there's been a decline on those, maybe because of popularity. So those ones usually go really quick. So I've noticed just finding the right one, you got to be really patient. So that, that I think has changed where before you had maybe a couple options. Now right. it's like, Hey, this is good. We got to act on it quick. Um, and the prices, even on the older ones, um, or, you know, heavily used ones have been creeping up as well. So that's less of them to find and paying more to get them. Is right. there a, is there a magic price point that you try to stay within? Is there like a target? I mean, assuming that you'll flex that depending on what it is, but is there a magic yeah. number? Uh, it kind of depends on each one. Cause if it's really good, you know, you'll pay a little bit more. If it needs a little more work. So that's kind of knowing, I think after you do a few, you kind of realize what costs what. And so you can look at it and be like, well, you know, that one's worth this amount mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of gauge. So that way you can so still is yeah. a big deal years and big the size and the size the tent trailer and the time of year a lot so camping season in Oregon is from like June until September is like the main time and then uh, it slows way down once the rain starts especially for tent trailers if you can find one in an off season then you can get a better deal than if you were to buy one um, in mid camping season so we've certainly noticed you know here too I mean it's winter here so inventory is low i probably you know anyway but just yeah in the last six eight twelve months like it's hard like you said wes it's hard if something pops up and it's it's good and it's at a good price it's not going to last so if you don't jump on it right away there's no you can't you can't maul over it you know even for a few days in most cases so right. yeah chances are there's probably multiple bids <laughs> right are you guys currently looking for a, a tent trailer to renovate I feel like I'm always looking. <laughs> um, there really isn't that much usually uh, here until April when, when it okay. stops raining or slows down raining, I guess I should say. Um, then people will open them up and take pictures and sell them. So sure. um, springtime is usually when I can find one. Yeah, I'll, I'll get messages pretty regularly saying, hey, what do you think about this one? You know, <laughs> as I'm working or something. So it'll be, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys ever feel like you'll look in other genres, like uh, whether it's, you know, tr travel trailer or fifth wheel or anything like that? Or do you think this is this is it? This is like a, this is a good spot for you. Yeah, I I think so. I we've talked about just for us um, taking a, a, tri a road trip and seeing all the national parks. And we thought if we do that, it would be nice to have a bathroom and um, maybe a little more space. Um, so yeah, yeah I, think I think we will yeah. sometime um we just have to figure out like space wise and towability and all of that yeah, storage and all yeah. the other stuff that goes goes with it so I, I wouldn't mind you know especially as the kids get older you know you need a little bit more space um and so yeah I wouldn't mind growing into that but for right now I, I think this is a good good little pocket of the of the yeah, trailer community to kind of get yeah, <laughs> yeah. get an expert on so yeah no it's a great niche and just to identify you know just know like find something and you know know what you're, you're good at and stay with it i mean that's that's awesome and for us that's i mean we're just staying with kind of these mid-sized travel trailers and you know we we can't 
do large rigs at this moment, you know, just because of space and that sort of thing. The nice thing about a pop-up is that just the audience who you go to sell to, like I mentioned before, a lot of them are the first time people getting into the trailers. And so having something that's easily towed and stored mm -hmm. is very kind of appealing. To, you know, you got a broader sure. audience. And I think the larger you go, the audience kind of gets smaller. I, mean, I know down, yeah. a father-in-law has got a fifth wheel and I'm like, man, it'd be great to have something like that. But then it's the storage and the bigger truck. And then who's going to buy that? You know, what kind of budget do they have? And all this, it just gets a little more, more complex. Uh, you know, what we do, I think, appeals largely to uh, first timers as well, but they don't necessarily realize all those, those potential, not like roadblocks, but yeah. those other sure. things, you know, we've had it more than once where someone's come out and been like, oh, okay, so my Subaru probably won't tow this 7,000 pound trailer, you know, or whatever it is. And there's a lot of things that, you know, to be learned and figure that all out. And I remember being so overwhelmed by, t you know, trying to figure out towing vehicles and yeah. that, you know, we had never owned a truck prior. So I just thought like all trucks could tow everything and they're all created <laughs> equal and the same. And, you know, when you realize that that's not true, it's like, you know, there's just, there's a lot. For a, a couple of years ago, I had a, a, at work, we had a trailer and I was on a, and I was coming back and I had gone over some, uh, a railroad, railroad crossing. I don't think it was like, it was, it was a late night. It was like, I don't know, like 11 o'clock at night or something like that. But the trailer hit broke, uh, bounced off the hitch and I'm oh, going no. through the intersection. Like, ah, oh, how am I going to get this thing back on? How am I going to and you realize, <laughs> Oh, that's why you got the chains. That's why you got the other thing. So fortunately it didn't go off into the ditch, but I did put a gigantic gouge through the street Oh, wow. And as I'm trying to, as I'm getting out, I'm by myself. I'm like, man, I don't know what to do here. Like trying to figure out how to get it back on what, you know, what problems, you know, I didn't know. Fortunately, a guy, there's no one else on the road in the middle of nowhere. A guy who's behind me happened to see the whole thing. He, he was a big guy, very big dude. He came, came out, he looked at it, he kind of gave me a head nod. He picked up the trailer and put it back on the hitch, pulled out a couple tools, reconnected it. He said, you're good. He got in his truck and took off. He was I'm like, like your guardian I bet that guy was an angel because I don't know how <laughs> my other options were, you know? And so with that, what would have been, uh, you know, a nightmare turned into to be a blessing, but one of those things about, you know, getting into trailers and towing the, what goes into, it, you know, properly securing them and making sure the connections are done right. Um, because if it goes sideways, it can go sideways fast and, yeah. you know, and have I, a respect for that. I think we, you probably realized it then, but I also realized it with our second trailer, um, George, the guy we bought it from. And we also named the trailer oh, after yeah. George. Yeah, we name all our trailers <laughs> after the owners. Um, he was missing a finger. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he had lost the finger while he was hitching up the trailer. On the trailer. Like, On the pop-up. Oh, my mm -hmm. gosh. Like, I... I didn't realize like how bad this could go. Like it was a wake up call to me. Like, okay, oh, wow. I got to be really careful with towing and hitching up. Trailer. Connecting it and just, yeah. yeah. Reconnecting, disconnecting it. Wow. I, yeah. His fingers in the wrong spot. And you know, they're not a lot of weight, but there's enough weight to do some damage if you know, to a finger specifically. So <laughs> I forgot about him. Yeah, that's that's right. insane. Oh, George. George. Yeah. yeah, we haven't hey, named our rigs yet. We we need to uh, we know we that's something we need that. to do, but that's a good idea to name it after after the the previous, previous owners. owners. Yeah. That's a funny. How many trailers have you guys done? It's you guys have We're on done six a few. Right now, okay. I think. Yeah, six or yeah. seven. Something like that. Yeah. So six. Yeah. So okay. counting nice. one, one pop-up, but yeah, we would, uh, I think, you know, we'd definitely be open to doing another one. So yeah, totally interested in, you know, when you guys put out that video or whatever resources you have out now, because I feel like whenever April shows me a pop-up listing, you know, and again, like Wes said, be like, what do you think of this one? I'm always like thinking to myself, that's a lot of cushions. Like that's like, for some reason, that's the part that overwhelms me. I'm like, what are we going to do with all? Cause they usually are, they're usually just, you know, the big banquets and, or whatever. Right. And so, true. so yeah. figuring out a clean professional way to do that would be awesome. The great thing about renovating a pop-up is that it's, it's usually pretty simple. So when I see a bigger RV, I'm like, get, I get intimidated by that. Like, Oh, it's, it it's a small house. So much, yeah, it's a small house. So it would take more, but pop-ups are so small. It goes pretty quick and it's pretty simple. So 
I would love to see you guys do a pop up again. <laughs> we'll we'll turn to you for inspiration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, I think that um, I mean it was great. You guys shared a lot of good good stories, good information. I mean, is there anything else that you wanted to like touch on, or anything that you want to promote at all? Yeah, just check me out and follow me on Instagram. It's Rice Camp Rice underscore Camp, and um, if you have any trailer tips, um, use the hashtag Trailer Tip Tuesday and tag rice camp and I will share it in my stories. Um, right now, those are the places to, to go to. No, and we've taken part in Trailer Chip Tuesday a few yeah, times. Yeah, I love it. April does a lot I, of her yeah. social media, so I don't always get to see it, but... but uh, nice. I appreciate that. <laughs> we we do get some other stuff in the works that we hope to be launching, so stay tuned because hopefully, you know, as we find out, you know, the information, the resources we have, you know, like the cushions and stuff and offering that up, something we'd like to eventually do to help out the community more through awesome. surprises <laughs> awesome. stay tuned well, guys well thanks for your time yeah thanks so much and guys enjoyed enjoyed Thank speaking you. with you and yeah. and everything so wish you luck with everything in the future and hopefully we can do this again sometime or catch up somewhere down the road yeah. so yeah that, that'd be great and if you're ever in the Portland or Oregon area, let us know. Be we need to. to. Yeah. It's like definitely it's, it's on our list. a place that's called to us, you know, like it has, I'm sure to a lot of people, it's, <laughs> <laughs> there's a big population boom out there was out there, but, um, and we're big fans of Portlandia. And so that's exactly what it's like out there, right? That's <laughs> unfortunately exactly. it is. <laughs> it is. It's a documentary, I think. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thanks, great. great chat with Lisa and Wes of Rice Camp. I feel like we could have kept talking to them for hours. They have so much great information and stories about RV renovation. Be sure to go give Rice Camp a follow on Instagram. And of course, use their hashtag Trailer Tip Tuesday with all your RV tips and tricks. And keep up with all of our personal renovations on New Look RV on both Instagram and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, guys. See you next time. <laughs>